Hey, everybody. Fantastic episode of the show today. We are excited to announce our partnership with Tensor, the leading Solana NFT marketplace for the remainder of 2024, a long-term partnership that we are absolutely jazzed up about. Make sure you check out Tensor. It is, like I said, the leading NFT marketplace for Solana right now. We are pumped about this partnership and are going to do some incredibly cool stuff with Tensor. Anyway, on today's show, we discuss the latest crypto L1 and L2 pumps. We talk about and ETH NFT showing continued signs of life and where they could go from here. And we talk about two upcoming mints to watch for in February. Really hope you enjoy the show. Catch you guys next time. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thursday, February 15th, you've tuned into the Nifty Podcast. Big day, a lot of stuff to discuss on the show today. We're going to be diving into the latest crypto L1 and L2 pumps. We're going to be talking about Ethereum NFTs showing continued signs of life and where things could go from here. And last but not least, of course, we're going to be focused on two upcoming mints to watch for in February. So a lot of meat on on the bone today. This is, of course, the morning after our epic announcement, even if I do say so myself, of the partnership with Tensor. This is a year-long partnership with the leading Solana NFT marketplace. We are, to say that we are pumped about this, to say that we are amped about this is the understatement of the century. This is absolutely huge in our books. They are a small, lean team that makes me feel like we're really partnering with some of the most uh, qualified entrepreneurs in the crypto space. I look at the Tensor team, I look at us, I look at you know people like, uh, like uh, you know, Pudgy Penguins, and I just think like, wow, we actually really have some alignment with some really, really, really cool builders in the space and have a year-long partnership with Tensor. I don't know. It just gets me so jazzed up. We got lunch with the team. Uh, couldn't be more bullish after that. It's just going to be uh, an epic year, and I and it's only the beginning. And I really can't wait to start to get into it. So pretty, pretty pumped about that. Um, yeah. Before I go any further, and I know I haven't been on the show in a couple of days, Clemente, how you doing, amigo? I'm fired up, man. I'm excited. Um, it's fantastic weather out here in Miami. I will say, I, dude, I'm like so locked in right now. I haven't gone outside in like two days, but <laughs> you can see the sun. That's the difference. Like see you see it, the sun, you can feel it internally as the AC it changes pumps your, veins. your mood. It changes your mood. I will say, when you wake up, like it's a beautiful day. Like it's just a crisp 72 right now, and I can see it. Maybe I'm not feeling it, but it does. It feels good. Okay. Well, first of all, you keep saying that you don't go outside and I appreciate that you're working 12 hours a day and we're literally in the process of hiring not one, not two, but literally three full-time people. It's not an exaggeration. We're hiring three full-time people to do individual jobs that Clemente is spread thin doing right now. Uh, he's not like a hundred percent doing all the jobs, but he's a hundred percent doing like one and a half of the jobs. Um, so he will be more freed up, but regardless, you're able to go outside for like 15 minutes, man. I know. Like, come hey, on. No, I know. I know. Um, the other thing I will say that's been getting me fired up, Pio, is I, I was, I logged on a Coinbase for the first time in like two weeks. Yeah, I'm low key cooking. I, you know, I've been getting some DMs, Pio. Pio, I've been saying, yo, you're the shittiest trader in Web3. I've been saying this for no, people. No, I've been DMs. I mean, a lot of DMs. Dude, ignore DMs from literal broke gambling addicts. <laughs> They're like, yo, you're the Steve Aoki of Web3. You're the, <laughs> all this stuff. But I, hey, I logged Steve in. Steve Aoki is the Steve Aoki of Web3. I logged into Coinbase. Dude, I'm cooking, bro. The I, IMX trade. 
broke even. I'm up on that a little bit. Avalanche, I'm back. Um, I found a thousand bucks USDC sitting in there. What I do? Buy bonk. And I stake that thing, dude. I stake that thing. <laughs> I lost well, look, uh, uh, well, here we well, look. Um, so one of the like one of the like one of the reasons that we're hiring these three people, right, is Clemente's got a wide focus. When he's got a narrower focus, he'll be able to like focus on knocking out clips in a super timely fashion with our editing team. I had a, sh a show two days ago with Joe McCann. No clips have come out yet, but they'll come out today. Joe McCann is the CEO and co-founder of Asymmetric, which is a crypto fund that has been performing incredibly well. I should also note it's a crypto fund that's obsessed with Solana. Joe McCann is obsessed with Solana. So people in the audience that have a bunch of Solana, you'd probably enjoy talk, uh, listening to Joe McCann talk about it. Joe McCann is also obsessed with, with uh, dog coins. That's a trademarked a uh, sentence that he has right there, depression or dog uh, dog coins to a trillion. Basically, his position, we also had a, guy, a kid named Joe Consorti on the show. That's a great macro uh, discussion panel guest to have on, on the Bitcoin show. Joe Consorti shares the same opinion with Joe about the Fed's position right now on recessions and depressions. And basically, since 2009, the Fed has gone on record. And you can, if you look at what happened during COVID, right, during 2020, the Fed has basically gone on record through their action, not through their words, that they're not going to let any sort of sustained recession or depression happen. They're going to turn to the money printer anytime they feel like that is on the table. And so Joe McCann's thinking is, well, if you're not going to let a recession or a depression happen, then the market uh, cap of all the dog coins is going to go to a trillion. And I think I'm on the same page as him. And he compares bonk this cycle to shib last cycle. Even though bonk's better, when you kind of look at Bonk versus Ship, Bonk is certainly better. Like Bonk's an actual platform that has revenue and things like that. I mean, Easy would know more about the details of that than me. But Ship last cycle went to $48 billion market cap. Let me repeat that. Shiba Inu token went to $48 billion market cap at the top of last cycle. And Bonk right now has less than 1 billion, uh, has a market cap of less than 1 billion. So when you kind of look at that, well, the funny thing is too, after that conversation, I was talking to a friend, I went to the Celtics uh, game in Brooklyn the other night and I was with my friend and he told me that he has $150,000 of cash that he doesn't know what to do with. He has one and a half Bitcoins now. So he's a, he's got Bitcoin, right? He's not like underexposed to Bitcoin. It's a pretty but easy like, solution. 75K into Solana, <laughs> 50K into Say. 25k into AVAX and call it a day. You have to keep I know easy, but you have to keep in mind who like that people it's a boomer. Yeah, it's a boomer. It's, I get it. I get if it. It's <laughs> a boomer. It's a different conversation. And but I said, you know what I'm gonna say? Just put it into Bitcoin, at least buy another Bitcoin. What the hell are we doing? He was like, then he was talking about his cost base. He's like, Yeah, but then my cost base is I was like, dude, when a Bitcoin is a million dollars in 2032. So hear me out. Do you think a, you're going to give a shit about your cost basis? Go ahead, easy. Go ahead. There's another option here, and it's BLCK. It's a global <laughs> X ETF, traditional stock, traditional stock. They yeah. buy crypto assets. It's a separated index fund. So like ETH is in it, uh, Bitcoin, some others. So it's global X blockchain ETF is what it is. It's one of the easiest ways to get exposure to crypto. It's the one that I push a lot of my retail and like, coming from TradFi when they're like, hey, I know you've been doing this crypto thing for a few years and somehow, some way you still have a job. 
how do I, like, what should I do to try to get exposure? I don't want to go the route of like buying the cryptos. What's another option? Obviously with like iBit and some of these others, that's obviously an avenue, but the, the blockchain ETF is the one that I've started to position and point people to because it's cheaper. I think it's like $26, maybe $36 for a share. So it's, it doesn't feel like a lot to them, but they, when crypto goes up, that goes up. So it, it helps them get some pseudo exposure until they're more comfortable taking like more risk. I would buy iBit over that if I'm going to buy a legacy finance. Like BlackRock's not going to lose. And I mean, that is as close to uh, buying spot Bitcoin without buying it that you can get. MicroStrategy is cooking right now. That's what um, I'm doing, P.O., on MicroStrategy. In, over in the UK, you can't actually invest in the BlackRock uh, Bitcoin ETF. In, in fact, in none of the ETFs. And it's extremely annoying because you can't put it in like a tax vehicle. Uh, yeah. But MicroStrategy, you can. So if you want exposure to Bitcoin, and this is um, the questions have started coming in for my normie friends now. Yeah. They're being like, so... Bitcoin. And I'm just like, it's time. <laughs> I just feel so good when they start asking. And, you know, the, after that, they're like, so if I wanted to buy some, mm -hmm, uh, how can I do that? And because they don't want to hold it, they don't want to get into the details. And I actually think one of the easiest ways is just micro strategy, because then you have exposure to Bitcoin, but without any of the hassle of being of not being able to access the ETF. It should be mentioned that MicroStrategy is significantly more volatile than actual Bitcoin because it's essentially like somewhat of a levered bet on Bitcoin in many ways. Uh, my, like, you know, if Michael Saylor dies tomorrow, that's an issue for MicroStrategy. Micro um, there's actually uh, MicroStrategy got in trouble with the law over accounting practices like 25 years ago or something. So at the end of the day, uh, it's not actually Bitcoin. It's a levered bet on Bitcoin to some capacity. But holy shit, is that thing pumping? Anyway, to put to close the loop on what I was bringing up. Uh, I was telling my friend to buy Bitcoin. I then brought up the conversation. I had just had the conversation with Joe McCann. This was on Tuesday. And I brought up the comparison that he made of uh, SHIB last cycle going to 48 billion and Bonk being less than a billion. No hesitation. He's over there laboring about the decision of whether or not he should buy more Bitcoin, talking about his cost basis, blah, blah, blah. No hesitation right there on my living room couch before we went to the Celtics game. He takes his phone up, loads up Coinbase, buys $1,000 a Bonk. I go, okay, dude. All right. I, I see. And that's just how a lot of people operate. I think a lot of people are operating right now that way with iBit. Like the boomer audience is operating that way with iBit because it's only $25. iBit has been taking in $500 million of inflows a day, ladies and gentlemen. I saw, you know, there's tweets coming out like being like the FTX selling of GBTC is not done yet. Okay. No problem. There's some serious energy going into the iBit ETF. Clemente, were you going to say something? Uh, well, I was going to say that I've seen like Fred Krueger been tweeting. He's like, that audience that's buying iBit as well is not like, I'm going to try to flip this in six months. They're like, no, I'm going to hold this for literally like forever years. Yeah. Forever. No, like forever. Like I'm going to leave it to my kids because that's what rich people do, even though nobody on crypto Twitter can process that and understand. They're like, nah, I'm going to gamble on this bullshit and then not have it in 20 years. And all the rich people are going to have it and they're going to be rich and I'll still be broke. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to dive into today. We're going to get to the weather report in just one second. Just wanted to remind everyone about our partnership with Tensor, the leading Solana NFT marketplace for the remainder of 2024. We have some Super exciting activations planned on the in real life events front, merchandise, my favorite, right? And the content side. There will also be some benefits we're working on for Bodagos that we can't share that much on 
just yet, but we think it's going to be really great for the community in the uh, long run. We're also doing two giveaways for Bodagos. Check out the pinned tweets on Twitter. I saw one person in the uh, YouTube audience asking, why did you guys end up going with Tensor out of the different options? And my response is really just that it was a flat out no brainer. It was literally a no brainer. It was actually one of the easiest decisions we've had to make as a business um, because of the positioning of Tensor, where we think that they're going to go. I'm talking about the the prowess of the co-founders and the, the fact that they're a lean team. And when you look at the product, the product's just stellar. And as you can imagine, if somebody builds a super duper stellar product and other stellar open source products in the space, if you kind of look at the other things um, that's gone on uh, from that team, it makes it... Uh, you know, a no-brainer when you think about what's going to come moving forward and really just how we can get involved with that, right? This is more than just like a content partnership. This is a deep partnership that's long-term that's very exciting. So I'll stop going on and on about it. I'm just super duper pumped and was really excited to get that video out yesterday. It was a lot of fun to shoot it. Um, maybe I'll have them edit, uh, the editors edit out like some of the B-roll that didn't make the cut. That was pretty fun. But anyway, Signal, please, when you get a chance, uh, please take it away with the weather yeah, absolutely, folks. It is Thursday, February the 15th. Now, East market volume is absolutely cooking. We're coming in at 25 million. Solana market volume, a little bit lower at 6.9. If you look at the market leaders, there are lots of juicy things up. Moonbirds, they're up almost 40% to 1.7 each floor. Utes are up more than 10% to 0.72 floor. But Doggos, they're up 13% to 6.3 sol. But Quantum Cat's a little bit down. They pulled down about 14% to 0.19 BTC. Over the past 24 hours, top four stories. Well, number one. Two big Web3 venture raises were announced, starting with Overworld raising 10 million in seed funding to create a Web3 play to earn ARPG that runs on Zetario. As a result, Overworld Incarnus are up 10% to 1.3 ETH. The second raise was for MetaStreet as they announced 25 million to build and scale on-chain debt capital markets for NFTs, including investors like Marchi, Dingaling, and Spencer of Spencer Adventures. Onto Horizon Labs and Arbitrum, they have won the proposal to build ApeChain, the dedicated blockchain that will see ApeCoin after receiving 50% of the votes. Polygon, Polygon came in at second, receiving 33% of the votes. ApeCoin is up 5% in the last 24 hours at a 600 million market cap. Thirdly, over on crypto, there are two big movers to watch. The first being saved, we talked about it, it's flirted with $1. And it's up another 13% in the last 24 hours. The second mover is Stacks, the leading layer two on Bitcoin. That is up almost 50% in the last seven days to $3.7 billion market cap, moving it to the top 30 in all of the crypto market caps. And lastly, over on Solana is those cute little moms. They're going to mint today. You need to watch that. This is a 5,555 supply collection. And if it's successful, we'll raise about $1.2 million. The collection begins minting its mom this face today at 11 a.m. Eastern. And reveal and trading begins as soon as the collection sells out. Allow this spot cooking nicely for two to three souls. So this could be a nice little 2x ride out of the gate for minters. That is all for the weather report. It is back to you folks in the studio. Fantastic weather report as usual signal. It's so funny during the the bottom of the bear market. You know, my friends would were saying like, yeah, I think uh, NFTs could like kind of come back, but there's no way that there's going to be the hot like whitelist. You know, uh, it's hard to get on it, and as soon as you buy the thing, it goes up by two or three x. And it's just funny. We're pre Bitcoin having right now, early as hell in the cycle. ETF just got approved and we're already back to that. It's just funny how things feel 
during bear markets versus what the reality is when the market comes back. Anyway, some updates from the Daily Digest. This is posted to X platform every morning and it's pinned up top. It's emailed to anyone that subscribes at the nifty.com. First story, Bonk, I was talking about this earlier, reveals its plans to launch on one of the largest European fintechs with the goal of onboarding a half a million new users. The token is up 35% in the last seven days. What is this European fintech, Sig? Do we know? Yeah, Revolut, is, it's massive here. Uh, it's it's basically a payments app. And a couple of years ago, they put in crypto. So this is the equivalent of Bonk being listed on Robinhood on the app. Damn, Revolut. Okay, well, I've heard people talk about Revolut. I did not know it was that um, significant. Okay, uh, next story. Wormhole surpasses 1 billion cumulative transactions with anticipation building for its upcoming W token. That's a fun ticker, right? Just Ws, dude. W everywhere. Wormhole, we'll have to see what happens with that. Bits by DFZ Labs, the creators of Deadfellas on Ordinals, struggled to gain traction despite already cutting supply from 10K to 3K and reducing mint price by two-thirds. Only 610 out of 3,000 have been minted with the public sale already live. Tough look. Um, at the end of the day, it's not easy to just keep selling NFTs. If it was, everybody would do it because that would be an infinite money glitch. Uh, we would just turn around and sell a 10,000 NFTs a day and make $10 billion over the course of a year. It's just not something that you can sustainably do. Um, upcoming mints to watch for Oni Force, the Fallen Ordinals. Interesting. Supply is going to be 3,333. The mint mechanic will be the Magic Eden Launchpad. Mint price will be 0 0.016 Bitcoin each. Mint date. February 24th, that's nine days from now. Three ways to get allow list. Clemente, can you run us through it? Yeah, the first one is what I'm sharing here. This is a wait list, I will say. So all Oni Force holders get automatic wait list for this, but they're doing a little public giveaway of 77 spots, which you can enter. I'll share the links uh, for these, both on Twitter and on YouTube. The second way is through little art contests that they're doing. Uh, the third is their point system. This is just a little loyalty that they have loyalty system but their top uh basically one to one thousand holders each get like specific allow lists um i don't know this is i don't know how i feel about the, the mint it's uh they're giving away also a lot of uh allow list spots to different communities like moonbirds dead fellas etc were ones that i saw yesterday um but overall uh Pio, if, if this mints out this should be a cool little uh almost three million dollar uh raise for uh oni force it's also the first NFT mint by OniForce since they're they were sold uh, or, or acquired or however you want to frame it since they have a new operating team. So that is significant. That's interesting. We'll have to see. It's on Bitcoin. I don't know how much Bitcoin people are going to care about it, but then again, regular NFT people are just fully on Bitcoin at this point. Interesting move. Very interesting move. We'll have to see what happens with it. I'm going to be uh, definitely paying attention to it. Uh, yeah. Really cool stuff. Anyway, let's dive into the meat and potatoes of this show. We have, uh, I want to talk about the hot streak that Easy's been on over the past couple of weeks. Uh, Easy called Say Token at 63 cents. It's now almost a dollar. Uh, I feel like that one, you know, everyone's kind of talking about Say. Joe McCann was talking about Say on the show. Beanie was talking about Say. If you're trying to do short term trading and you didn't look at Say, I don't really know what you were looking at in the like kind of crypto token space. Well, we caught the lag, Pio. We caught the lag. That's the big thing. When we pulled it up on February 5th, 
you were like, what is the short-term trade here? And I was like, well, Tia just made a new all-time high. The other Cosmos tokens haven't specifically say and now says new all-time high so we like that it literally touched off 99.5 cents so like as close to a dollar as you probably could have gotten it well that's okay good to know uh i'm looking right now at my coinbase i have how much say i have a whopping 550 dollars of say so i'm basically rich um <laughs> I, don't, I don't really participate in all coins very much but okay so do we like so is say positioned to be a potential monster winner this cycle, do you think? Longer term? You are you are muted, Amiga. I think so, personally. I really do think so. The more I look at it, I'm like, some people are like, could this go to five dollars? That's a little bit aggressive here, a five X, but like two, two forty, potentially. It's gonna find price discovery over a dollar, which like in a bull market you receive blow off tops, obviously, where price action just skyrockets. And that to me is where I'm most interested. Like this chart over the last month is crazy. It's just is consolidation there, up only. Is there any universe where you'd hold any Dogecoin this cycle? No. No universe because you just hold Bonk instead? Yeah, I think Bonk's a much better dog play. Like there's literally <laughs> zero reason for me to hold Doge. Uh, sure, it's like the normie token, but I'm more interested as Solana scales. And I think more retail adoption comes from Solana. You're going to then hear people be like, holy shit, this Doge is Bonk is Doge, but on Soul, which is just way mm. more fun. So like that's where I'm like I just I couldn't care less about Doge personally, and I feel like Doge if it pumps pseudo pseudo play is bonk will then follow, and if Soul pumps pseudo play is bonk will then follow. So like you have a couple different angles to look at bonk from, and I'm like bonk's an actual business unlike Doge. Like dude, they sponsored Breakpoint and had a boxing ring. Like how often does that happen? You don't see that with Doge. The founder of Doge is pissed that he sold it all for a 2003 Honda Civic. Like totally different arguments here where bonk is like. Let's turn this into a business. They're running grants on the Solana blockchain and actually empowering builders to build stuff. Like they're they're great. Like I love their team. It's clear that they have a vision and a path forward and they're continuing to just do awesome stuff, which it's no longer a meme coin. Interesting stuff. Uh definitely paying attention to Bonk. I have like five grand of Doge that I think I'm going to exit just because at the end of the day, it, it wasn't a trade. Uh, the thesis has just changed. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know if the, like I understand the normie power. These are probably famous last words, by the way. I'll probably have to leave one thousand or two thousand dollars still in Doge because last cycle I literally sold all of my Doge and turned it into Bitcoin in December 2020. And in January 2021, one month later, uh, I had $2,000 worth of Doge. One month later, Doge went up, no joke, by like 200x. So I would have had like a half a million dollars of Doge just if I had held it for another month. That's probably the first time that happened to me in crypto because that was my first year of accumulation, 2020. And uh, yeah, you definitely remember stuff like that. Uh, next but thing. Pio, oh, I say. Yeah, I, I would say like, yeah, I mean, I like your play of just keeping like a portion of it, but I think there's stronger alts to be in in this cycle compared to the previous cycle. And I think say is just one good example. And just like going into this, I think there'll be many people who have FOMO for different coins. And I just think it's like a question of just picking the like picking your alts that you have the most conviction in and just being patient and letting them run. Because all like 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 uh Easy was saying. 
Easy was saying there was a delay on say, and now it's run. There's other coins out there. If you go, you know, even lower, sort of lower tier on the alts that have not run yet. And we just, we're just going to keep seeing them run as BT runs higher. But as BTC pull, if BTC pulls back, those alts will obviously pull back stronger. But I just think it's like having a thesis, having conviction and trying not to be in anything because otherwise you're going to end up like, diversifying so much that your bets will not actually pay off. You'll you'll have $50 in every coin, but not every coin is going to have that sort of convexity. So that so that, that's going to that's how I'm thinking about things right now, trying not to be in everything at the same time. Yeah, I mean absolutely. Uh I don't I only have like four things. Like I'm not even holding, you know, liquid ethereum right now. I just have the pudgy penguins. Uh also want to point out so uh, our Twitter space just got botted to high hell out of the blue. So Shout out to whatever weirdo decided to send a bunch of bots into our Twitter space. Was it after you changed the title to have say in it, Clemente? Yeah, Is it I, like it actually was, but I, I don't know. Shout out to whoever thinks that botting our Twitter space is going to positively impact say. Uh, very strange. I, I really I hope don't it know. does. <laughs> send it higher. Send send it higher. It. I, I won't have an issue with it as a large bag holder. So if you want, if you want to bot the price action, be my guest. Just saying. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, Say is going to go up because of our random ass Twitter space that uh, has been Say. always oh, is it really is? Do we have the Say army in the chat? I, I mean, it, right right now, over the last like month, honestly, you go into our. They're uh, called Saiyans. Yeah. All right. They're called Saiyans. Please come correct when speaking about the premier blockchain in the up and coming bull run. All right. Well, the, shout out to the Saiyans. Uh, I love intolerable armies of people that hold random assets. Uh, easy. You also have been talking about Killer Bears, Doodles, and Utes. These are three, well, I would say ETH NFT collections, but Killer Bears has a Solana. They're bridging uh, to Soul. They're bridging to Soul, which I love. And yeah. Utes is multi chain, infamously or famously, you know. Uh, so what do you think about these three? We talked to I my bet for this month when we did winner of the month was doodles. I don't know if I'm winning, but uh it, it's not a bad bet. I didn't know Moonbirds was gonna cook too, but let's talk about these ETH NFTs that are going. I'm up on all of them. That's the best part. Like it's rare that I really start to sit down and be like, I'm gonna deploy capital on the ETH blockchain. But right now on Soul, it's a little bit more difficult because you have marketplace point farming going on. So like over the last 48 hours, I've watched multiple hundreds of Solana be exchanged on NFTs for a fraction of like growth, like 0.01 profits and 0.01 losses. So it's basically just stabilizing prices, which is really difficult, which is now on Sol, I'm like the loan market's way more interesting because now like Sharkify launching their point system, I'm like the likelihood of defaults is much lower as they incentivize paying back loans. So now I'm like, you know, while everyone's doing this on Sol, the ETH market's oddly quiet. Like very quiet, but we're yeah. starting to see existing projects pump again because there is no major mints coming up. Persona Journey is the one I've been talking about a lot. That's like the main hyped mint on ETH right now. But other than that, OD Labs is up there. There's a it's it's not hyper mint cycle. So that's where I'm like, okay, so now these projects that have been sandbagging announcements can roll these out and garner the attention cycle and the media attention cycle that NFTs really need to dominate. Pudgies have now cooled off, but seeing pudgies go from five or eight all the way up to 20 makes a lot of people open their eyes and be like, oh shit, ETH NFTs aren't dead. So let's find what could be the next runner. And, well, and real quick, like a massive run like that. And real quick, why is that the case? Because it actually doesn't really have anything to do with ETH. When oh. I bought the Pudgy Penguins, I wasn't saying I love ETH. I was saying I want Pudgy Penguins. Yeah. I don't give a shit what chain they're on. 
I'm basically you're basically like buying betting on the business, betting on the business. If ETH died, they could bridge the NFTs to solar wherever that they want. So like literally anywhere who can and they have layer zero. So it's it's not like yeah. they're uncomfortable bridging. And that's also why I picked up a U was for wormhole. I was like the speculation of these cross chain ecosystems and the wormhole excitement was where I was like, okay, I want exposure to D gods being that wormholes partnering with them so extensively and mad lads, of course. But this was one where I was like, okay, let's watch this price action, see what happens. We did see it pump on the wormhole announcement, sell off. So people sold off into that pump. And now if you look at that chart in the bottom right, it's just a steady grind up, which is beautiful price action. Like this is, ap- this is an uptrend. So you want to continue to hold into an uptrend until it breaks. And right now, if we break past that all-time high or this monthly high of like 0.75, back to one doesn't shock me, you know? And there's still zero information on what the wormhole partnership is or even if a snapshot's been taken. So if they say one hasn't, now you're in for some really interesting price action on Utes where I think they get back over one. I picked mine up for 0.643. So taking a 40, 50% gain on this with ETH appreciating, that's a clean 15 to $1,800. Like I'm not mad about that even in the slightest. My doodle was a little bit more of a risky bet for sure. I picked it up at 3.4 and I wish I picked it up at 2.6. So I swung on that. It was like, do I, we had been talking, do I buy a mutant? And I was like, ah, I almost, and then we started talking about doodles and we're like, they don't have a secondary collection. It's only these 10 K. So I'm like, if you want exposure to doodles, you have to buy this. Julian's been doing a media tour, which I'm a big fan of. And then they just rolled out uh, a major announcement yesterday with the studio. So I was like, oh, awesome. So now they're actually starting this media tour into these announcements, I'm targeting a four and a half ETH floor. So another 0.9 here. And to me, this is where I'm looking. I'm like, if I can get 0.4 to 0.5 out of my U, 0.9 out of my doodle, I'm now up one and a half ETH. I'm now compounding ETH in the face of ETH rising. I don't know if I'm ever going to sell my killer bear. Selfishly, I got it in at 0.69 and they're 1.5 now. So like somehow I bottom ticked that. And it was purely because I had a conversation with Ben over there, who's their founder right before the Seth Green video. And I had no idea Seth Green was directing that short or when it was dropping. He just told me, he called me. He's like, hey, I want to talk about Solana. And I was like, I actually like that you guys are coming to Seoul, especially for the Cubs, which have trade swapping. Trade swapping makes no sense. You can't. You just can't do it. On Seoul, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And then they shock drop the fact they're going to build a mobile game on Saga. And I was like, oh, they're leaning all the way in on Seoul. Like as a Solana maxi, how can I not back a project that's like, opening their eyes to this and it's a 3,333 supply. So really low supply, really thin floor. All right. How do I buy? So time out. I've been interested in killer bears. You got the toys behind you. I like the guys over there. When they said that they were going to go to Solana, I really like it. Do I have to buy it on ETH right now? Yeah, but I would not even buy a, a killer bear right now. I'd go for their secondary collection, the Cubs. How much is, is that? And is it only on ETH? So it is only on ETH for now, which sucks. And it'll go to Solana? Yes. So I would honestly wait till they bridge to Seoul. Personally, but is it going to pump as soon as they bridge the soul? I think it may actually be a sell the news event on that until they start to get some uh, some legs under them. You know, I actually like betting on sell the news events because everybody in crypto is so ADD Ritalin infused that they have to sell. They sold the news on the Bitcoin ETF, which is literally the most the literally that is the dumbest thing that I've ever seen in my adult life. Just period. I'm 33 years old. For yeah. context, those killer cubs at 0.17 is like three and a half soul. So like that's where I'm like, that feels that's like a beautiful. Cheap price. Yeah. So I'm like, that feels good. And that's why I'm like, okay, if we get those over, and those are the ones that are gonna benefit from the Solana network, like the actual tech stack that makes sense. So I'm like, 
that's the one that I'd want to bet on in anticipation of this, especially since bears are up three X for my entry. I wouldn't want to push like, Hey, go buy this. They do a bunch of really aggressive social media stuff that I'm a huge fan of. And way back, like two years ago, I loved the killer bears because they sell shamed so heavily. <laughs> the community was ruthless. It was the dude. It sent them to nine ETH at one point or something stupid. Like that was where I was like, Holy shit, this is crazy. Uh, absolutely absurd. But then I, the other thing I picked up today was an Azuki elemental. I bought it this morning. Oh, you Literally can't fade Azuki. Crypto people are like, oh, I love Azuki. Let dude. me buy and some Azukis, guys. That, that's what crypto people love to do. So if they get the anime token, I think there's a higher chance elementals get something versus beans. Personally, like that's my speculative bet here is that elementals because of where this price action has gone. And the fact that the anime is actually focused on the elementals. I'm like, this feels like a cleaner bet than beans and very close in price. So I was like, I'd rather go here. I, I actually think, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to say, Clemente, Clemente's face actually just like moved as soon as you said that uh, Elementals will get something over beans. I could feel his body just like vibrate. But my point that I wanted to make here was that um, what's interesting about this cycle versus the previous one was that previously all the founder had to do was like tweet the eyes, the eye emoji and a collection pumped. It, like that was the benchmark. This time round, what we're seeing is that the ETH NFTs, which are actually pumping, I don't know if it's the same over in Solana Easy, but what we're seeing on the ETH side is that there has to be a really strong catalyst. So you've got D-Gods and Utes, which are having airdrops. So obviously you've got the airdrop uh, meta. You've got the Killer Bears, which you're saying are bridging over. You've got Doodles, which are actually like building business. They've announced a studio, all the things that you've actually said. There has to be a really strong catalyst behind uh, behind why an, an, uh, an old ETH NFT will pump. Even with Moonbirds, why Moonbirds is pumping is like there's lots of speculation around the acquisition news, whether that's true or, or false. I don't know. But the point is, it's just not a question of this time around. You can pick any collection with any art and it's going to pump as we go into the halving or, you know, or in the next month, let's say. I think you have to pick collections that have a strong catalyst behind them. And then you're going to see those 0 0.2, 0 0.5, 1 ETH like profit flips like, that, that you can do there. I wouldn't be just picking any random collection on ETH right now. You can get wrecked in NFTs. Absolutely 100%. cooked. It's the riskiest area of crypto, or at least at the top three well, riskiest significantly area. more volatile compared to the underlying asset, which also has volatility. So it's like a, you're basically trading a leverage play on something that's illiquid, which becomes extremely difficult. But if you listen to my thesis on all of these right now, it's some, like there is a catalyst for each one. Doodles, Media Torn Announcement, Utes Wormhole, Anime token for the Azuki Elementals and Killer Bears moving over to Solana. So it's like, I have spent a little bit of time in the trenches to figure these out. And it's not like I'm just like looking at the chart and being like, oh, this one's up a bunch today. Like, I don't know what the catalyst is for Moonbirds. And shout out JJ on Twitter, who basically was like, you guys are all idiots. Keep sending my bags lower. There's no reason for this shit to be pumping. I was like, God damn it, dude. Like, all right, I'm not even going to, I did not even open that. I was like, let them pump it. There's zero reason for me to even entertain this, especially if the most outspoken person is like, what the hell are you guys doing? My bag should be going to zero. Easy. On that note, though, Nick's Moonbird, what we were saying on the levered play, uh, Nick's Moonbird, he bought it at 1.4 ETH, but $3,100. Since then, in those 30 to 5 days, Moonbird is up to 1.7 ETH, but ETH has pumped like 30%. So he's up seventeen hundred dollars on that. Does he trade. still hold it or does he sell it? He still has it. Okay, I never know with him. Like all of a sudden, you look at the wallet and it's like one late Sunday night. He just decided to floor everything, and it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. 
Hi, man. I don't really know what you're doing here. Well, he holds NFTs for a long time. Uh, so shout out to Nifty Nick, not on the show today, uh, for his Moonbird pickup. He's actually up on it, which is very impressive. One thing I'll say, and I think that this is what JJ is feeling, um, is JJ is, who, by the way, is one of the funniest Twitter accounts to follow on Twitter if you're an NFT person, um, is feeling like, well, what's changed? Why are you making the price go up, right? But the only thing is, the only thing is, you have to keep in mind that now that it's a bull market and now that uh, NFT projects are arranging partnerships with entities that are releasing tokens, and then the NFT projects are getting allocations of said tokens, it changes everything. You could have your, I'm not speaking about anybody specifically, by the way, but you could have your, your CEO be the biggest dipshit on the planet for 20 months. Doesn't matter. If all of a sudden you're going to get an airdrop allocation, it's going to get priced into the floor price of your NFT. It's just how it works. It's also, it's a gift and a cursed curse in crypto. The, the curse is that people literally just care about making gains for themselves like to a brutal, relentless level. So they'll overlook any wrongdoing or any incompetence by anybody associated with a project. Basic, there's, there's virtually no limit. There's virtually no limit. If someone really believes they can make two ETH clean off of buying something, off of pressing a button and then pressing another button three days la later and having a two ETH delta there, they're like, cool, let's go. Like, I'm in. I don't care if the guy, you know, kills raccoons. I don't know. Anyway, um, moving on, we got Horizon Labs building Ape Chain. Uh, so, Easy, what do we need to know about Horizon Labs winning the proposal to build Ape Chain on Arbitrum? You're, you're muted again. Sorry. The wildest thing is that Horizon Labs was the one that voted to choose Arbitrum powered by Horizon Labs. So they were the deciding vote for about 7 million ApeCoin. Uh, on my show this morning, Bunny, we had talked to Machi last night on his show and said that Machi sold all of his ApeCoin except for one ApeCoin. So he's totally out. He's like, Machi did? Yeah, he's done voting on this w shit. Was it because he didn't win the proposal he wanted? It would seem so. He was so, so proud of that thing. It was honestly like pretty good, I feel like. Did he you put read the proposal? Have you looked at it at all? I no, I didn't read it, but he came on the show and told us all about it. It was a really good proposal. Like yeah. not even sugarcoating. He crushed the actual proposal. I was like, damn, this was well thought out. Taking it dead sense. serious. He's a smart guy. A very smart. And actually had some really good stuff in there with like tokenomics and other things that I was like, damn, you really put some pen to paper on this and was like actually making this a viable option. But then you have Animoca and Horizon just come in over the top and be like, nah, we're just gonna take this over. Like, sorry. And Horizon did the original ApeCoin, which was so investor-friendly and retail predatory that it just slaughtered retail. So it's like, now are we just going to run that back? Like, that's where I'm like, I don't like this. ApeChain makes sense, considering you have, like, Legends of the Mara minting all of their assets on ETHL1. When did it become Legends of the Mara? I thought it was Legends of Mara. LOTM is... All right, Legends dude. of the Mara. Let's go. Yeah, but that's where I'm like, I played Rec League... And that was all ethel one And to build the robot, it was like $80. And the parts were like 6 bucks. Like, I could buy the whole robot for $40. And then I'm stuck putting it together for 2x the cost of what I just bought it for. Like, this is ridiculous. And now you have these other games with literal assets that are 2 to $6. It's going to be impossible to see volume where people want to play a game where they're spending that much on transactions. So ApeChain makes sense. But I don't like that it was two deciding entities that are literally building the chain 
who decided what chain it's going to be built on. Like, I almost feel like that is a, a little bit of a bias, a little bit of a bias. Easy. Even if, if, if the game had been on L2, would you have enjoyed it? I really liked Rec League. I really liked Rec League. Dude, I was playing, so they had three windows for it, 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 11 p.m. I was up at 6 a.m. every day to play the game because I wanted to compete in, like, place top 50 or whatever it was. And by the end of it, they shifted some of it, so you only had to play two out of the three windows. And that was great. Like, helped my sleep schedule a ton. But the game was a ton of fun. <laughs> I really liked the game. I je- like, truthfully, that was a fun game. But then they basically just stopped. They halted marketing for a lot of it. So, like, they ended up doing another tournament that not many people heard of, which kind of killed the momentum on it. But I, and I guess, yeah, it was a partnered game. It wasn't actually Apes that made it. Like, it wasn't Yuga. They partnered with Enway. But even then, like, I look at LOTM. I didn't touch that. I didn't touch Legends of the Mara. I didn't touch Heavy Metal because I was just like, these games are just idle games that feel like time sinks and I don't have a lot of time. Whereas Rec League was like block times that I could like work around and in between and like add an extra hour to my day to then like take that hour in the middle to play. Just the L1 gas fees really put me off from it. Yeah. Really put me off from it. Like I don't want to spend $100 to deassemble a robot to try to make a better one to then spend another $80 to compete like when the meta changes, which I'm like, this is where you guys are shooting yourselves in the foot and ape chain would make sense to have a chain to power it, especially if the other side has a lot of microtransactions, similar to a Roblox or a Fortnite. They're going to need something that's gas, gas efficient or something that the overall company can basically cover gas on, which is what we're seeing from like AVAX subnets. I mean, we'll have to see what happens with Dookie Dash uh, re-unclogged or whatever. I'm excited yeah. for that. The user-generated content looks really badass. Are you not concerned, or I guess to anyone, like you have other side? Well, I don't know how much Yuga Labs is actually paying attention to Ape Chain or how much involvement it takes from their end. Are they going to have to integrate it within other side? Like, I'm just kind of confused on that front. And then they have obviously the big Magic Eden marketplace or the ETH launch there, which is kind of a bit, it's a huge deal for them. I don't know how that's going to pan out in terms of migrating over there. Um, but it just feels like they have their hand in a bunch of different things. I'm very curious to see how it plans out. But um, to be honest, I'm I'm happy not having any Yuga Labs exposure. Uh, easy. I know you were looking at a mutant, and it maybe it feels good that you don't have that much exposure to it right now. I have zero exposure to Yuga, and I don't want exposure to Yuga right now. As crazy as it may sound, like I was debating a mutant, and I ended up going with a Doodle for cheaper. And I think that that upside potential is much it significantly outweighs. Whereas like. Dude, there's 400,000 assets. Like, that's the crazy part. You know what I mean? Like, I look at that, like, across other deeds, apes, mutants, dogs, assets for games. There's just so many assets in this ecosystem that it's tough for me to be like, this is where I want to deploy capital for potential upside or even for whatever rolls out in the future. And then on top of that, you have ApeCoin, which has been downtrending only. And I'm just not excited. Like, nothing about it is like, holy shit, this is exciting. If they announced a clubhouse in Miami, and you needed a mutant to get in, I'd be a proud mutant holder. Like, that's plain and simple. Like, I'd be gassed. I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm going to scoop a mutant to just go and hang out, you know, and, like, participate in whatever IRL events they have. But Ape Fest looks sick in Hong Kong. I'm curious where the next one will be. But other than that, man, the more I think about it, the less I want Yuga exposure right now. 
No one said building in crypto is easy. It just is not. It's very, very challenging when you see what sticks in the space. Um, there isn't a lot of rhyme or reason sometimes. So we'll have to see what happens with the number one entity in NFTs, Yuga Labs. Wanted to remind everyone that we are super excited to announce our partnership with Tensor, the leading Solana NFT marketplace for the remainder of 2024. We have some super exciting activations planned on the in real life events front, on the merchandise front, my personal favorite, and of course, on the content side. That's our DNA. So we would never ignore that. There will also be some benefits we're working on for Bodagos that we can't share too much right now, but that we think will be fantastic for the community in the long run. We're also doing two giveaways for Bodagos. Check out the pinned tweets to enter. We are extremely jazzed up about this partnership. Clemente, maybe at the very end of the show, we can play the video for anybody that missed it. Um, you know, the video that we dropped yesterday, right at the end of the show, maybe we can do that. Anyway, uh, moving on to our kind of final block here, the upcoming mint of Marms on Solana is minting today at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So there's a 5,555 Excuse me, supply collection. It is highly sought after. Trading goes live after selling out, similar to how the Bodagos drop um, you know, went down. It's expected that that happens. On, after a first-come, first-serve wave at 11 a.m., the team is also keeping 10% of the collection for their treasury. Pre-sale spots right now are selling for two to three Solana each. Easy, what are you looking at with this one? What do you think? You are muted again, buddy. God damn, dude. I thought I was unmuted. I do have pre-sale. I do have exposure to this, which I'm like, yeah, this is one that I think is exciting. Personally, there has been some FUD on the timeline. So there has been some people upset with this, given that it's a 5555 supply at two and a half soul or 2.25. Uh, Bagley came on yesterday morning to just high level talk about some stuff. They launched Marmoville, which was an arcade style wheel game to get a loud list to new people who may have missed it. It'll be interesting to see because a lot of people think that it's a, a Boogle insider play, which usually turns off the ecosystem, of course. You know, that's that's the one area where people are like, what are we doing here? And obviously after the Teddy's rug that occurred, people have uh, now gotten a little hesitant for new mints, which is tough. Like you're looking at this, it's a little tough, a little worrisome. We will see though, because I think this has one of the more excited drops for Solana. I like the art. I think they're cute. I think they're fun. The art is so cute. I'm sorry. I, I actually, this is genuinely good art. Like, I want one. I haven't felt like this. I know everyone's into the personas where it's like a right-facing, left-looking avatar, left whatever. Right. Faces left looks right. Like, it's your LinkedIn profile or something. But these moms absolutely slap. I am not on the allow list, but I would I, I would pick one up just for the picture. And yeah, I don't know. It has that 2021 vibes. You've just been waiting for a great collection to come out. And pre-sale at two to three easy, that feels so much better than what like crypto undeads were going for and then ended up doing the exact opposite of what everyone thought. So I think this is reasonably priced. And uh, I don't know, it looks like it'll do pretty well. They're fun. It's tough to, like, yeah. when you look at something and you smile, it's like that emotional attachment is the best part. And, like, you look at these things, fat little hamsters. Like, how, like you know what I mean? Like, it just gives me good vibes of, like, watching the entire degenerate side of crypto bet on hamster races. And I know they're marmosets or whatever, but, like, it just they're just so enjoyable, you know? And when you crush the art, it makes people excited to find ones that they really like. And uh, people have been making comparisons like the cute meta, whether it's Pudgies, whether it's some of these other ones that fit that mold. And the founders been in the space for two and a half years, worked with Proof, worked extensively with Borioku Dragons, so has all the right connections. 
isn't some like random who made a Twitter account three days ago and instead has been an active Solana market participant for a very long time, has bags in every major community. He's a dog holder. So very, very big fan of him. I've had a few calls and spoken to him. And uh, the tough part is it's like what's publicly shared about what the future holds is always the question. Because like what you see is when a project mints, lack of announcements, delayed in content and delayed in conversation kind of leads to negative price action. So that's where I'm, my main concern would be like, how quickly do they roll out what's next post mint? Because if you have stuff ready and you fire that off, these will send. If you don't and there's a delay or a lag, you're going to see some negative price action. I'll weigh in on the, the project in 14 months. That's when I will, you know, weigh in with my opinions. And in, in 14 months, I'll be ready to talk about this. I'm very excited for 14 months from now. Clemente? <laughs> um, easy. I, I agree. Like we saw uh, that run with crypto and deads, for example, we saw that dip, right? And then basically that 2x after the founder of dollar announced like that. I forget what it was that like loyalty program. Literally just off that, it was a 2x. And I don't think even think it was ready yet. But that type of announcement did help the price action. Are you concerned at all about the Marms team holding 10% of the supply for uh, the treasury? I'm not. We used to see this a lot. We used to see a ton of projects hold back supply for like giveaways, marketing efforts, things like that. It's another avenue for them to not pay out of pocket and lose operating costs, but instead be able to leverage NFTs as a means to continue operating with zero cost basis. So in my opinion, I think that's a, a more beneficial play here. And I think projects in general, the transparency is nice instead of like finding this out after. Of course, I understand the concerns, but I don't anticipate the team dumping these on secondary. You know what I mean? Like, I think this will be leveraged for a marketing effort. We'll have to see. Looking forward to 14 months from now when I weigh in. Uh, some yeah. other, I don't know what's so funny. What's so, what's so funny? Cop out. It's a cop out. You got to be able to throw, you got to be able to give your take <laughs> I think I think the comment is a baked in take. Is it not? If it read between the lines? All right. All right. Uh what signal, what were you gonna say? No, it's all right. It's, it's okay. You go. Next section. It's all good. All right. So we got overworld. So damn, they got a lot of announcements. So the fun of uh, they, they raised funding. Is that right, Clemente? Yeah, they raised a uh, 10 million bucks for uh <laughs> to drop their upcoming. Yeah, they're kind of crushing it, actually. Uh, easy. I don't know. You're you're more plugged into the gaming ecosystem, but uh, they also have a token coming so, out. Real quick, they're crushing it, but also the fundraising environment, the climate for fundraising is so much stronger than it was six months ago. It's hilarious. I mean, we saw... Hats off to Luca and Pudgy Penguins for raising nine million bucks like six to nine months ago when it was actually really hard to do it. Now everybody's raising 10 million bucks. That's like the magic number right now. Uh, Taproot Wizards raised nine million bucks. Overall, you know, now raised 10 million bucks. There's, there was another at least one big raise recently, right? Did Pixelmon raise money or, or somebody yeah. raised? Pixelmon, Pixelmon raised money. Eight million? million? I want to say eight million. I think it was. Yeah. Look at that. Um, what are the valuations on these companies in these rounds? Eight million bucks here, 10 million bucks there. Man, the VC world is funny because like when when it was the bottom of the bear market, we were in uh, a call with our investors and one guy that has another startup that our investors invested in, he, he and his co-founder have both had multiple exits. So VCs love it. 
when the co-founders of companies have multiple exits because they feel like there's a high likelihood that they'll get an exit and you know get some crazy return on their investment in, in you know a decent time frame right and he said that this was that at that time it was the hardest fundraising environment he'd ever been in he tracked all of the data he tracked all like the the amount of rejections that he got the amount of people that said no the amount of people that said yes and it was hilarious it was like one yes for every 100 attempts or something like that right and I remember one of our investors said, just think about how much money $10 million actually is. And he was talking about it. He was framing it in the context of the valuation of your company. So you're saying if your company is valued at $10 million, think about just how much value that is. Now, like a year later from that, we got people raising $10 million on what I'm assuming are valuations north of $50 million at least. Pretty crazy stuff. It's interesting. Anyway, easy over to you on overworld. Quick, quick question actually on that note. I think easy, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like some of these fundraises are partially tied to token launches as well. So it's part like a token sale. Yeah, I think part of it is, which is a big piece, it's like a saft to some yeah. extent. Yeah. Is what Got they're it. doing here. Uh yeah, I mean, overworld, many people understood that this was going to be happening, which the announcement, I think at the time of when it happened, didn't shock many people. But knowing that they have this platform, Xtero, that they continue to do additional drops on, I think we saw a few other projects have since launched on this and Persona Journeys launching on this. So you do have some hype and excitement for that, which is great. I think the floor is now up about 0.2 ETH on the announcement of the raise, which is great. But uh, overall, I think the big thing is going to be when the token launches. They've had some conversations initially about Binance which is kind of the main thing. Um, and that's kind of the main thing we'll be seeing when more of this comes out. I think the, the raise, though, is largely because of this token. And once again, we see things like Big Brain Holdings, Galaxy Interactive, uh, Foresight Ventures, and Hashkey, some of the major ones that I've seen investing a ton. Investors love tokens. Uh, oh, yeah. It's the, they're probably like, this is the best thing to happen to venture capital since sliced bread. Uh, next story, Stacks L2. Our friends over at Stacks up 50% in the last seven days. Let's go, Stacks. I don't have any Stacks, but hey, let's go. Uh, you know, Easy, what do you make of this? Because I, I actually asked you about Stacks months ago, and you said way more interested in Solana and AVAX right now. Mm -hmm. You were right. I mean, if I had bought Stacks then instead of Solana and AVAX, it wouldn't have been a good move comparatively if you're talking about like from a, just a price appreciation standpoint. What do you make of Stacks? I mean, it seems like it's a pretty good time to be building on Bitcoin. I like Stacks here. I like Stacks here. Even after this pump. I like it more because of this pump personally. Because mm. what happens when you break out over all-time high, you enter price discovery mode. That's just how tokens trade. So if we hold here and get over that like 2.7 area, 2.8 area, What's going to stop this from moving to like 335? Three, three, you know what I mean? Like that's where I'm like, this price action's rather interesting to me. I'm a fan of it. Uh, and it's also like Bitcoin L2s as we continue to see ordinals basically block the mempool in full is where I'm now like, I'm interested in stacks. I'm very interested in stacks personally. I, I need to spend a little bit more time diving into the tech stack of, it, of stacks, a lot of stack, but that's my big thing is like, where does this actually tie in? What can people do with it? How does this start to actually help the Bitcoin network for people that are going to be using it, trading it, minting ordinals, DeFi protocols, all that fun stuff? Because it's much like I look at some DeFi stuff on the Ethereum side of things. And it's like those that use Arbitrum or an L2 to do DeFi or even NFT-Fi. 
makes a lot of sense. So I think you can get an adoption from it because I also think it's a fairly easy way to bridge two stacks from Bitcoin. So that's kind of where my head's at. I'm like, I think there's some decent opportunities across the board with that. And seeing this price action now tail is where I become more interested because like, I'm a big breakout trader and we've now gotten the stacks breakout, which will open us up into price discovery mode over $3. I'm pretty interested in it. I'm not going to lie. I was not interested before and it seemed like that was the right play. But now inherently I'm like, I, I might swap to some stacks. I got a little bit of liquid ETH that I uh, don't want to be holding. Even if ETH rallies here, I feel better placing a bet on a Bitcoin L2 that's been lagging. I mean, dude, the, the Bitcoin chart looks absolutely gorgeous. Like that chart is one I looked at yesterday and was like, because five hundred million dollars are flowing into the ETF every day. Yeah, yeah, for the last eleven days, I think something like that. Every crazy. day, five hundred million dollars one year plows in. Pop up the one year. That's just absurd. Like, look at that right side is just a piss missile up. It's like you see slow grinds up. We've had some decent slow grinds since the FTX collapse, uh, even slightly before that October of last year, which I had made some speculative plays that I thought October would be the last period of accumulation before we really start to rally in up only mode. And we've, we've gotten it. We've gotten this up only positive price action. And now if you actually want to pop the chart open to all time, this is the craziest one. Like this chart is wild to me, like clear definition of a breakout approaching all time highs. Do I think we consolidate here over the 50 K mark for a little bit? Yeah, I do. Well Real quick, someone just pointed out that uh, I believe it's Genesis got approved to sell another $1.3 billion worth of Bitcoin. Cool. Two That's and a half days. days. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, how am I going to survive two and a half days of the assholes over at Genesis selling Bitcoin? Oh, my God. It's going to get weird, guys. Two and a half whole days? Come on, man. Martin Scorsese movies are longer than that these days. Oh, yeah, dude. I can't sit through those things. I got to break them up into 15-minute intervals. Make it a series, Scott says. You make it a series, dude. Drop oh, it on God. HBO. Anyway, um, okay. Stacks ecosystem, very interesting. Obviously, I uh, am very interested in Stacks because we work with the uh, you know the founder of Stacks, Munib. Uh, his new company, Trust Machine. Well, Stacks not a company, but his company, Trust Machines, is the partner of the Bitcoin show, the flagship partner of the Bitcoin show. And Munib is uh, awesome. He's just an animal. So Stacks is very interesting to me. Trevor's been in my ear about Stacks for like several years. Uh, so there you go. Um, next thing, Solana NFTs, a sleeping giant. I say yes. Uh, are we going to... Clemente, go ahead. The big question mark I have easy on this is basically uh, I've seen Mad Lads, uh, Greeny tweeted about it. He's like, Mad Lads have their lowest listings ever, basically. They've been kind of consolidating for the last few months. They haven't really done anything from a price action perspective. They just, it went on this insane run in like early to late November and December. And since then, they kind of just sat there with Solana then going on that run. I'm curious if Mad Lads start rolling out some announcements, they see a pump, if that could then mean... The rest they of don't the, even need to roll out. It's gonna get weird with Mad Lads, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's gonna, gonna get going. weird. Yo, talk to me the back half of 2025 about Mad Lads, Pudgy Penguins, and Bodagos. 14 talk months. Talk to me about that. Give me 14 well, that months. That is 14 months or so. Anyway, <laughs> 14 months. Sorry, easy. Go ahead. And, and Mad Lads, Marms, uh, those are gonna be the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, let them know about Mad Lads. I'm gonna go put espresso on the stove. Okay, okay, we'll dive in while he takes care of his coffee needs. Dude, the Mad Lads thing is like, do they even need an announcement? Like, literally, no. do they? That's what I'm saying. They've gotten the dim airdrop, wormhole upcoming airdrop. 
They got a third one the other day that seals are included in. Like, do they even need to do anything? Like, the more I think about it, it's like, what is, what, if you just keep getting airdrops, price will inevitably continue to go higher as cost basis goes lower. Like, that's the most simple way to look at this, is if you continue to give your holders more free money across other ecosystems where they don't have to sell the asset, eventually they all end up riding it for free and now are just happy, content community members with not a care in the world. Like, that's how I look at it. And that listing count is crazy, which means the floor is paper thin. So if they are sandbagging an announcement, we'll see them back over 200 with the swiftness. Like, that's, that's where my mindset is. I just don't think they need an announcement. They have this exchange. They know that it works. They have the backpack wallet. They know that it works. Uh, it's it's going to be an exciting period of time. I know I was talking to Clemente last night, uh, just why he was like, why are you deploying on ETH? And I was like, yeah, it seems like it's been quiet. Whereas Seoul right now is kind of going through a similar consolidation that ETH went through in January, where I'm like, give it 30 to 60 days. Once we get past some of the marketplace farming and some of the NFT5 farming, that opens up more price discovery and more opportunities for volatility, which is what you want. Sharkify even said like their season of points is going to be really short, which is great. But I think that's one thing I want to capitalize on. Are we in on. that season right now? I think it launches either today or launched yesterday, which is great because it's like 4x points if you repay a loan. So like providers are just going to get repaid back. Oh, yeah. oh, so that sounds like a prime environment for loan sharks. Yeah. I like that. Ooh. Yeah. So I All went right. through the documentation a little bit Ooh. yesterday on what is public. And I think as we get more information on how to navigate the loan market and where to farm those points, I'm going to really try to optimize uh, for the dogs. I think I'm going to get with Clemente to put together like a, the best way to farm the sharky five side of things and just help people understand that. Because this is one that I really want to participate in because it's also a finalist for the jupe launch pad for the token, which means DLMM positive price action. You'll have a very clear understanding of where price action is going to go. All of this is like, for me, a really good scenario to farm the shark token, capitalize on the APY for the loans in an environment that Solana NFTs are basically trading flat because of marketplace farming right now opens up just a ton of ways to put your Solana to work with lower risk than we had the last three months because it's going to stop potential upside or even downside on NFT collections. So it's like, if you start thinking strategically and get out of your comfort zone a little bit, there's a lot of opportunity here to really maximize this potential. And that's where I'm like, okay, I'm not too worried about buying NFTs on Solana right now, but I'm really focused on how I can put my Solana to work to compound soul using NFTs and NFT finance. Very interesting stuff. Seg, please. Awesome. So if Solana is mirroring what what ETH was mirroring when everybody was farming uh, the NFT collections, what do you think right now looks undervalued on the soul side? Yeah, because Mantas right now is like twenty is like twenty Gs. So like, what it's do you think? Expensive. Yeah. It's a no, lot expensive. expensive. I mean, I mean, it's flown right. So what do you think right now is looking a little bit uh, undervalued potentially once we ride out this sort of flat period of uh, marketplace farming? No, Sensorians are yeah, undervalued. So- but Madlabs sure. also are undervalued. I know 20 Gs is a lot of money. Real quick, when I was Dude, like, Dude, you're not even going to buy a mom and you're telling people to buy a Madlabs, okay? Can we please just go back to undervalued <laughs> NFTs and Solana? Uh, Easy. Yeah, so I think the famous Fox ecosystem is the one that I'm like one of the most interested in. Their primary collection 16.7, but they have trans-dimensional Foxes, which are about five soul. The reason this organization is hyper-profitable, they have two employees and they generate like 600 grand a month just off their tools that the entire ecosystem's familiar with. They, they are completing the full-size ones to a 10K collection here in the near future. Right now, I think it's like 8888 or something. So they are doing that, but it's only for current holders or people that use their tech stack and products. 
So like, I like the rollout for that. And I think once that drops, we'll stop the, the sell pressure. But this is one that I think as the market circles back, feels like it can start to retrace a bit higher. I think transdimensional foxes get closer to 10 and the famous foxes get back up towards the 20 to 25 range. Really interested in those. Clanosaurs just rolled out their armor, which was really big for a lot of people. But I'm not looking at Klanos. What I'm more interested in is the clay makers, which are the tools that you need to create that armor. They're deflationary. They're half a soul. So as the That's pretty good. I like that. So it's cheap. And this is a play. It's a deflationary play that I would put some speculative opportunities on. It's not an overnight flip, but I think as they continue to scale this and draw more interest on what they're doing gamification-wise for the collection, these are going to be a catalyst because of the deflationary mechanics that'll cause some volatile price action and movements to the upside. So I'm looking at foxes. I'm looking at those. Horyoku Dragons just got a new team. I picked one of those up yesterday at 11, which is still like their primary collection. Really interesting to me. And I'm also closely watching Homeowners Association parcels. I had originally picked those up at three, sold them at 10. They went to 20. They've now retraced back to 15. You crushed that one. That yeah, was, that a was good an one. absolute home run. Yeah, I, up, I think I picked <laughs> up 20 one. of them at two. And you were them talking between. shit too. They were like, oh, here we go again. Easy Open his bags. bags. <laughs> yeah, but that was when I was like, once people catch on that these give you a multiplier to farm something, they're going to ape and just buy as many as they can to get a fat multiplier. And sure enough, what happened, my sell target was way undervalued, way undervalued. And uh, now I'm like, if they get back to 10, I think we can see another run back up towards 20. So like, there's a bunch of stuff that I'm looking at that just fits the larger meta. And it's like positive businesses that don't crush marketing, which is like the famous Fox side of things. Clanosaurs, which crush marketing, but have a deflationary collection, which is really interesting to me. Because you got to think, you buy 10 of these at 0.5 for five soul, they hit one, that's a clean 2x. They hit two, you're up 4x with very little, very, very little risk on the table for what you've just put in compared to some of these other ones. So I'm looking at those. I think there's a few more that you could spend a little bit of time on looking into just as we see the space moving, but it's like the heist is interesting. If the idle meta continues, they just rolled out their season three. Those are now down to three soul and they were 20 at one point. So like, could they get up back up to seven? Absolutely. But yeah, so there's, I think it really depends on like where you want to spend your time or do you want to bet on the business side of things? Do you want to bet on price action wise? Do you want to bet on the game, which will take a little bit more interaction? So yeah, there's, that's where I'm looking. Heist, famous Fox, Clanosaur, clay makers, and even clay, just because deflationary mechanics. I, I love it. I love the uh, deflationary item from you know a quality ecosystem, quality organization. One thing I would say about that is that I I personally haven't had the best luck buying items like that. But I can't. Yeah, I suppose it wouldn't have necessarily been in a quality ecosystem, and it would have been on ETH. It's just kind of a different conversation. Um, so there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean. The Solana NFT sit, like state of affairs is very interesting to me right now. I think that over the next 12 months, it's really going to melt faces. I know when we say a Mad Lad is 20,000, a Pudgy Penguin's 40,000, a Bodago's, you know, however much a Bodago costs right now, 600, 700 bucks, 800 bucks. Um, I know it sounds like a lot, but this cycle is shaping up to, you know, kind of have NFTs, I think, actually go bigger than last time. I asked Joe McCann about this. Joe McCann loves NFTs. He's going hard. He's going hard on Ordinal's NFTs. I wonder if you think that Quantum Cats are have good value here. So that's one. The Ordin dude, I'm really bad at Ordinals. Yeah. Like that's I'm very open to admitting that's an ecosystem. I just have not been able to get a pulse on. Like I'm down on my node monkeys. Uh I'm still holding my Bitcoin um bandit. I have an OMB. 
but I've just held that since mint. So that was one that like, I don't even look at it because it's just like, I got it for so cheap. And at this point I'd rather continue to support the quantum cats to me is one that like, it's continued to dip under point two only to then rally higher again. Like that's the thing is like, it'll end up pushing the point two five. And we saw it get as low as point one six before somebody swept all of them. Uh, for me though, it's like, what happens when taproot wizards drop? Now quantum cats is like the secondary collection to it and how much interest is really going to be there. So it's all, it's to be brutally honest, I just don't get ordinals. I just, I can't figure out how to trade this market and I'm very open to just owning that. I don't fully get it. I could probably spend more time like this RSIC protocol thing. Just don't get, I, I literally just, I can't understand it. Yeah. I mean, look, I I'm very, I'm paying close attention to quantum cats. Um, it's, it's interesting to me. Uh, yeah. I mean, for a long time when I didn't own any ordinals and I said that ordinals was a big deal, people said, how many ordinals do you own? How many ordinals do you own? And then when I say like Mad Lads is probably good, people are like, well, you own, you have it. So that's the only reason you're talking about it. So it is a little bit of a damned if you do, damned if you don't sometimes. Clemente? Yeah, I've been actually probably in the thick of it the most out of everyone here. Um, as you know, I am in the what we're calling the Bodago Super Pack, where there's six of us in a multi-sig and we're just buying shit left and right. Dumbest thing I've hey, ever heard. How, how many ordinals do you own, P.L.? I own like, I'm a partial owner of like nine. Dude. So you're, you're literally, you guys are running a fund. It's, That's it's hilarious. Basically, Bodago's venture right now, it's a nonprofit. But how did this to- come about? How, how much planning went into this? I want to understand. Six dudes dove into a Discord call and all decided which wallet to send it to. This is like a co- this feels like college. It feels like you just started a band. Like, what, what is this? What, what is this? We're, we're right now. We we took a loss yesterday. We bought uh, these flares. We bought them at the bottom of the Dutch auction. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Uh, we sold. We're selling at a point oh two once a little profit there, but we're down bad on the flora forms. We bought them at point zero zero four five. Swept the floor there. We got way too excited when we were up two x. What is the nav of this fund? What they is all the just net spam the chat. www That's about the extent of it. Or fffffff. There's really. What what is the total value of the assets in the fund right now, Clemente? Um, I think we each put in it's probably like 0.2 Bitcoin. Not what you the total amount is 0.2 Bitcoin right now. If you sold everything, 0.15 maybe. Yeah, maybe a little. You're, bit you're down. Pretty large you, fund. You put in more uh, than that. We're no 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 no. We put in point. So here's the. I'll give you a really quick breakdown. We bought. We were supposed to buy this quantum cat. So we each put. We put in 0.1 total. We didn't get the quantum cat. Then we bought this. <laughs> Who could have uh, seen that coming? We bought a Hashmark pickaxe instead, which was insanely liquid. I wasn't actually there for the approval process. <laughs> we sold that for 0. 0, 0. 0.07. I wasn't there for the approval. It's crazy, bro. We bought a Bitcoin puppet for okay. 0. 0.07. We're break even on that. Um, and now we're, we're, we bought the floor forms. We're up a little bit on that. We broke even yesterday, but we're kind of getting our feet wet right now. So this is like what I can tell. We're getting our cows. We're just losing fees, dude. Those Satoshis are going into the void. Okay, so <laughs> let me tell you something. This is go. You are going to lose all the money in this fund. Let me tell you this. Do you know why? Because I can tell that you all just want to press buttons. And so you're going to keep pressing buttons on a near daily basis. And the more you press buttons in NFTs, the more you're going to get lit. Like, well, not lit, get roasted. Um, Cooked. Pio, what you don't understand is right now, like, we're in the thick of it. Dude, we got got bounce. He's the head. He's kind of like the Spencer Ventures of ordinals, I would call him. 
Okay, I, like I like him. I met him. He's a very yeah. good guy. I don't okay. know. I mean, comparing anybody to Spencer is uh, that's kind of tough, but okay. Spencer Ventures is worried, like Mr. Yellow saying, but oh, so right. he's in the thick of it. He's kind of owning it. And uh, I'm what you call, uh, I'm the social sentiment guy, right? I'm in the thick of it on Twitter. I'm like, yo, what's going on? You need on? one of those, the glue guy. Out the wow. I'm the Gen Z. I take that fresh oh. approach into it, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, let's, guys. And I'm kind of the voice of reason. Yesterday, I was like, yo, guys. Let's take some profits on Floriforms. And I got called a dumbass paper hand <laughs> bitch. Oh, <laughs> which I is think they were right. Uh huh. Because oh, we lost money afterwards. They were down 50% after that. But would you look at that? The friend at the craps table that tells you to just walk away. That guy's an idiot. We're actually doing pretty well, according to Got Mounds. Uh, the plan with so our, our big plan, PO, is we're going <laughs> to flip our way to an orange eyed ordinal maximus. That's a plan. We have about 30 days to do it. And do you all get to join the Discord or just one of you? Um, well, we're going to create a shared Discord account. One person, then we're going to create a Discord. A sh yeah, shared Discord account. And we're going to, if anything, it, and if that doesn't work, we're just going to live stream the Discord onto that Discord channel. So someone's just sharing their screen. 24-7. <laughs> so, so why don't you just buy a Quantum Cat? Because <laughs> it's 0. 0.2 Bitcoin. That's our yeah. whole budget, P.O. Yeah, that sounds like a smart idea. Well, we were thinking about it. We need to add another like point point oh two Bitcoin each, which is might an ordinals fund only ordinals. Well, only ordinals is our specialty. It's what you call this is like the arc invest of NFTs. Basically, oh, we're in the yeah. bleeding edge sector right bleeding now. Bleeding edge. Um, yeah, Got Balance is kind of like the Kathy Wood of ordinals. Yeah, uh, it's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. That is the riskiest thing I've ever heard. You're only going to buy Bitcoin ordinals NFTs and none of you guys are like wicked rich. What are you doing? That's the point. That's the point is none oh, of you're going to get rich, rich this way. We're collectively buying and getting exposure to these things. You guys would be so much better off just pooling money for tokens for like for like fungible tokens. It's you just so would be better deeper. off just buying Bitcoin and waiting 14 months. <laughs> yes, that's boring. Deep. Real and you're boring. I actually look. I actually think Clemente and the and the gang there, the wolf pack. Oh, sorry, the dog pack are actually onto something because it's like. I mean, personally, Clemente, I'll just get a cat. Wait for the Taproot Wizards team to do what they're gonna do. You buy into the fud when it's dipped. It's clearly gonna go back up, like in you know, in some kind of short time frame. They're clearly gonna use a collection in some kind of way for the wizards. There has to be a connection there. And then you basically have placed your bet on the number one project over on ordinals and getting to the omb i definitely think you can like there's definitely a path there but maybe some of your plays i think maybe the decision making needs to be a little bit reorganized but look my fingers are crossed for you i think you can do it but like you, the profit taking has to be more aggressive and, and 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 the path to success i think needs to be a bit clearer but the ingredients are there you just need to bake it in the oven a bit longer y'all are idiots we had uh, we had Got Woods actually in the Quantum Cast Discord. He was looking at the FUD. There was a uh, Udi was kind of going crazy a little bit. We're like, hey, he was talking a lot of shit, unpredictable. So we're like, hey, do we buy in this? We were actually doing some some voting yesterday on whether or not we should buy this Quantum Cat. It turned into a stalemate. Uh, it was four four. You're kind of torn. You don't even have an odd number of people in the Dow. I think we do actually, but I think the problem was, or maybe it was six. The other guy was making dinner, so he couldn't vote. But um. Yeah, we're we're working on it. Hey, I'll give you guys a weekly uh report 
on our venture yeah, so, fund. So I don't want it, but I also do want it. I, I want it. it. I, I need want this. It. I yeah. I want to hear how you guys are doing. I'm, can I subscribe to the newsletter? No, we're gonna drop a daily new, a weekly newsletter. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, you guys would be better off trading fungible tokens. Um, this sounds incredibly likely to blow up. Uh, I think it's hilarious. And um, the fact that it's six people makes it even funnier because it's not that much capital and it's six people. And that just has shit show written all over it. Oh, my God. Uh, pretty funny stuff. I wanted to end this show at like 10.05, but I got distracted by making fun of Clemente and his six-person small fund uh, Can't w that only will buy Bitcoin ordinals. <laughs> what? You guys should only buy Solana NFTs if you're going to approach it this way. If you're going to press buttons every day. If you're going to press buttons every day, press buttons on Solana or press buttons on fungible tokens. Anyway, real quick, Clemente, I want to play the video. We're going to close the show with the video of the Tensor announcement. But before that, I just want to show people a little something. I think a lot of people probably... Well, actually, no, never mind. Just play the video from the, from the Tensor thing. I'm not showing people anything. That's not how I'm doing it. I'm not doing it off the cuff. Uh, we're doing the video. Let's just do the video and we'll close out. We're not doing anything off the cuff. Everything's going to be meticulously planned. Uh, let's go, Clemente. Not doing anything off the cuff. Let's go. Right, here we go. Our NFT marketplace. Full screen, please. The Nifty's 2024 NFT marketplace partner draft. Introducing the players. Easy Eats Bodega. Niftiness! And Pio the Sicilian Vincenzo! Which partner will they select? Will it be OpenSea? No! Oh my god, no! Magic! Eden! Oh my god, what? There are no more hats! Which partner can they choose with no hats? Oh my gosh, there's a hidden hat! It looks like it could be... Tensor! Wow! What a selection! Shout out to Tensor! The best Solana NFT marketplace! I see the YouTube commenters enjoying it. Thank you, guys. Uh, we worked hard on that, and uh, we got it out the door in 24 hours. So it was a, a very quick one. We got it done while Easy was in New York last week. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern time, right here on Twitter Spaces, on YouTube, on X Video, on Apple and Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your content. We are there. If you enjoy the video feed, I've seen a lot of converts from Twitter Spaces moving on to YouTube, moving on to Twitter, uh, you know, X video, I should say, uh, you can consume the content anywhere that you please. The video experience does give it a different feel. So I do recommend it if you've never checked it out, if you actually want to watch the show versus just listen. But anyway, I appreciate all these comments from the YouTube commenters. You guys really are the shit, even though you say that I'm biased when I own something. And if I say something positive about something that I don't own, you say that I have no skin in the game. Just mess with you guys. Uh, it's all love. Absolutely love doing the show every single day. Uh, no Nick today. I'm sure Nick will be on the show tomorrow. 
This was great. We'll be back tomorrow to close the week out. Appreciate everybody joining and let's just keep going.